Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Tzadi Hey. We are on Tzadi Dalar Mabez. A few lines from the bottom. Uh, four lines from the bottom. Vechin Hagudelas. So the Mishnah said a bunch of things that Rabbi Eliezer said. One is Chayev, a chatos for cutting your fingernails, cutting, uh, you know, um, cutting your hair. And the Chum said it's only a shvus. So the one more thing that was said was Goidela, someone who braids their hair, or a woman that Kaihela, she dyes her, her eyes, she puts on makeup. So all these things, the Rabbi Yezer said, she be high of a So the Gemara is going to try to figure out what is the Malacha here. So the Gemara said, Goideles, Ubaikeses. A woman braids her hair, Kaiheles, or she colors her hair, Paikeses, she fixes her hair, Mishumai Mechaiva. What is she chayev? What which you know violation of Shabbos has she done? So Amrav Avin Amrav Yosi Baravichanino Goydeles Mishum Oyregas. Someone who braids their hair. That that's the, the one of the malachas called Oyreg of weaving. So when you braid your hair, you're weaving your hair. That's the iser of braiding your hair in Shabbos. Kacheles. Someone who paints their eyes. They put on eyeshadow. Mishum Koiseves. It will be an iser of Koiseves. That's like uh, writing. That's called kais, even though you're not writing any letters. Big chedesh here. That Chorin discussed it. And poikeses, and the last thing, which is fixing your hair, that's mishum toive. That would be an isra of spinning. So the Gemara doesn't like this. That's how you weave things by weaving a person's own hair. Is that how you write? You color your eyes. That's called writing. That's called spinning. That can't be. The Rabbi Yezer says for Oireg and Tvia and Ksiva. These things are not exactly the one of the you know the Malachis. So Ella Amar. Ela Amar Rabbi Abou, so Rabbi Abou said, "Lady Dima, Farshali, me need Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina." So Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina told me pshat like this, and now we're on Sabbath. Hey, I'm an Aleph. Top line: Koychelas Mishum Soivas. That coloring your eyes, putting on eye, eye shadow, eye makeup, that's an iser of dying on Shabbos, of dying your your face. There's tzveya, tzveya, that's how it's born halacha. When you look up the halacha regarding putting on makeup on Shabbos, one of the yisurim is tzveya. Goydela supaykasas mishum baina, and a braiding and and uh, you know fixing your hair, that would be an iser of baina, building something on Shabbos. The says v'chiderach binyan mekach. That's how people build by braiding hair. The Gemara says yes, in it is called binia. How do I know that? We had this in Masechtas Brachas already. Kedadarish Rab Shimba Menasio. It says in the beginning of Bereishis, Vayiven Hashem Elikim Es Hatzela that Kadosh Baruch Hu create. He built from the tzela, the side, the rib. He built something for Adam Rishon, and the the Medrash tells him Melamid Shekila Hakadosh Baruch braided Chava's here, and he brought her to Adam Rishon. So you see that Benia is is referring to here. So they do call it. There is a definition for for uh, braiding hair. Is they use the term Benia Benaisa. So obviously that is called Derech Binyan. To braid it here, that would be an Isser Daraisa on Shabbos, according to Abeliezer, according to Chachamim, it would only be an Isser Darabanan. Tani, we're learning a Braiser of Shimon Allah's Aimer, Goydeles, Poycheles, Upoikeses. So, a woman who braids here, she uh, colors her face, Upoikeses, and she fixes the hair, Laatzma Petura, that even according to Abeliezer, she'd be Potter if she did it for herself on her own head, but Lechaverta, but if you did it, 
on your for your friend chayev. Then you'd be chayev. Why? Because there you can actually see what you're doing, as opposed to someone giving themselves their own haircut. You know, COVID-19 haircut. It doesn't look so good. Maybe on Zoom you could hide out, but but when you're doing it to your friend, you could do it with a with a you know professional way. That would be chayev. You know, putting makeup on someone or braiding someone else's ear. That everybody would agree there'd be a chayev. V'chein hayi Rav Shimon Lazar. I'm a Mishnah Rabbi Eliezer. Isha loy savir sarak al paneha. A woman should not put on srak, some type of a red dye, alpanel on her face, mipnei shet because that is called tseveah, that is called dying on Shabbos, you're dying your face, and that is one of the lamatas melachas. Okay, so we're not going to get into halacha lamaisa on this, but halacha, there is a discussion, halacha lamaisa, what is the isra of putting on makeup on Shabbos? There's two different things, there's tseveah, there's also mimareach, uh, which, which is a told of, of memachek, I'm sorry, memachek, which is told of memareach, of, of uh, smearing something on your, on your face. So there are many different types of, you know, kosher type of makeups. So we'll have to save it for a different time. But it's, you're trying to avoid tsevea, that it's, it's coloring your face. Putting on nail polish would be a problem on Shabbos. Okay, so turn around. Hachoylev, someone who milks an animal, v'amachabetz, or you uh, you separate the whey from the milk, which is you know you're you're uh, you're separating, pulling out the whey. V'amagabin, someone makes cheese. So what's the halacha? And all these things you're over something on Shabbos. What's the shear? Kigra like our typical standard shear when it comes to food, making a food. So milking a cow would be the shear of Gregaris, making cheese has to be the shear of Gregaris, and you'd be over something on Shabbos. And well, the Gemara will ask, which malacha is this? Mechabed, someone who sweeps your ha- his house, hamarabates, or let's say you water your floors in order to keep the dust from uh, flying in the air, so you wet it down, and it keeps it, uh, keeps it on the ground. Vaharoid the chalost vash, if someone removes a honeycomb from a beehive, all these things, shagag, b'shabes chayev chatas. If you did this, b'shoigig on Shabbos, yachayev chatas. Hazid b'yantif. If you did a b'mezid on yantif, which is only a lav, like abam, a person will get malchus, will get their 40 lashes, 39 lashes, for violating these things, of making cheese, and all these other things. Divi rabbi yezer. Whether it's Shabbos, whether it's Yantif, it's only an Isser Drabanan. And this entire list would only be Usser Midrabanan. So Rav Nachman Barguria Ikl in Harda, Rav Nachman Barguria went up to Narda, and Bo Mine, they asked him the following question Someone who milks a cow. Which Isser did you violate on Shabbos? Now, this is a fascinating discussion in the, uh, the Rabbanut in Israel. How they have, what do they do with the Jewish-owned cows, the, the farmers there, what do they do with the milk on Shabbos? As opposed to, uh, in America, most farmers are not Jewish. So you just don't use that milk for, uh, you, don't, you don't milk the cow, big deal. But in Eretz so what do you do? So, so just, just, sorry, yeah. just one brief question. So you, you can't make, like, fresh cheese on Yantos? Uh, so you look at Tysus. Tysus talks about that. According to, um, where's the is right here. Um, is the Tysus here? Maybe the Tysus in Beitza? I'm not sure. This is a discussion. I think Tysus holds you could. 
Yeah, so Tysus here, right right the Khalish Devash, I think it's this Tysus. He talks about is it Komachiri Eukhanefesh because you're you're starting it now, or is it Eukhanefesh itself? It's a good question. We'll save it for Masechta's Beitza, but uh, yeah, it's in that Tysus Vahar right towards the end of that Tysus. That's where he talks about it. Okay, good it's a good point. Tysus asks, if it's if it's uh mutter, Mishama Eukhanefesh, then why don't we see me toich that I could build my house on Yantif? Okay. So we'll leave it for Mesechtos Beitza when we talk about Hilchas Yantif. But it's a very, very valid point. Okay, next. So Rav Nachman Aguriyikul he goes to Nardah, Boyimene, they ask him the following question. What are you violating by milking the cow on Shabbos? There's an Isser called Choylev. Sounds like one of the Lama Tesmalachas. Okay? We didn't have it in our list. You're straining the milk. You're separating the whey. What are you Chayev? There's an Isser called Mechabetz. You're violating Megabin. So they tell them, Rabach, your Rebbe, Katul Kani Ba'agmahavi, your Rebbe was someone who, who took out the weeds from the swamp. That was the type of job your Rebbe had, meaning, where'd you learn, where'd you learn in Yeshiva? What are you talking about here? That's not Lama Tesmalachas. So he didn't know. Also, Shabbat Midrashah, so Rav Nachman went and he went and he asked in the base Medrash, they told him, You milk a cow on Shabbos, you're Chayev Mishim of separating something from its uh, original source, which is a told of dash of separating uh, the, the, the grain from the chaff. Mechabetz, someone who uh, strains out the milk and separates the whey. Chayev mishum bayrer, that's bayrer, you're separating. Megabein, someone who makes cheese. Chayev mishum boyna, that's a iser derisa of boyna, not because of goivin. That's one of the toldos of building, is you have a liquid solution, you put in your rennet, and all of a sudden you have all, you know, the, the casein and all the other stuff coming together, making a cheese, a block of cheese. So that is called boyna, that's called building. Hamachabed, someone who uh, sweeps his house, hamarabed, someone who waters down, like, waters down his dust in order to keep the dust down. Varoide chalos dvash, shagag b'shabes chayev chatas, hezebiyantav loikarabam. So that's what the Bryce has said. Divri Rebbe Lezer. Amar Rebbe Lezer. So Rebbe Lezer comes to explain Rabbi Eliezer, my time of Rebbe Lezer, what's the reason why Rebbe Lezer holds that uh, removing a honeycomb from a beehive is considered an Issa Daraisa. How do I know that? The Pasuk says, this Pasuk is by Yohanna's son and David, he dipped it into Yahweh's Tavash, into the honeycomb. Why does the Torah use the term Yar, which sounds like a forest, next to the word honey? Same when it comes to a forest. If someone's toilish manner, you Pick, pick off of it on Shabbos, your chayev chatas for toilish, for removing something. Av chalois tvash, a beehive as well, haroit and imena b'shabes, chayev chatas, he would be chayev achatas. A meimar shara zilcha b'mechoiza. So a meimar, when he was paskening in Mechoiza, we mentioned previously that Mechoiza was the uh, the fancy town in, in, in Bavel, that was a fancy place. So a meimar shara zilcha, he allowed them to clean their floors on on Shabbos. They would wash their floors on Shabbos. So Omar, and he said the following to explain himself. Time of my Omar Rabbanon. Why did the Chacham say it's Aser? Maybe you're going to see that there are holes and grooves in your dirt floor, and when you're busy cleaning up your dirt floor, you're going to end up filling in the holes, and thereby 
building your floors on Shabbos. Hacha in Mechayza, we don't have these, uh, you know, these earth floors. Like a Gumais, they had stone floors, marble. They had, they had, uh, you know, uh, upper class floors, and therefore there was no concern that they would end up uh, redoing their floor on Shabbos. I thought that it's like a, you know, the Rabbanon made a little plug. We don't go the reason behind it. Once the Rabbanon say something, a lot of things now in the, the Rabbanon said we're Aser, or no Shaykh to say yet. We still Aser today. We don't usually give reasons to the Rabbanon and say it doesn't apply, so therefore it's going to be mutter for them. Right. It's a very good point. Um, you have to go through each one to see the answer, but it's a valid point. Anytime you come along a, a Gezerah where we see the that that Chazal themselves are being made, we have to ask, well, isn't that a light plug? So for some reason, this Gezerah is not was not given as a light plug. What's the reason? I don't recall offhand. That must be Toysus Shita throughout most of Shas. There are steers to this. Is that, that we don't really say light plug? You know, Toysus talks about you know see, uh, clapping and dancing on Shabbos. He says we don't know how to. We're not busy fixing guitars on Shabbos. You could clap. You could you could be Marakid. So, but it's a good point. Anytime you come along, Xavier, drop on it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a. a uh, I, I want to ride my horse for me. I'm not going to go and uh, take a take a, a whip down from a tree. I'm saying it's not okay nowadays, but yet right, right. So you have to. The answer has to be something along the lines that the xera was don't sweep a dirt floor in Shabbos. That was the xera. It's not a dirt floor, you know. This is a this is a marble floor. This is a stone floor. But it's a good point. You always have to ask that question. It's de- definitely a valid question that must be raised anytime you come along a heter in the Gemara. Okay. Rabbi Toysva asked Ravina to come and start Mehevla. So Rabbi Toysva saw that Ravina was being mitzvah. He was in pain. Mehevla from the from the dust. It was a very dusty home that he was in. He had allergies. He was sneezing. Va'amila. And some say the story was Makashisha braid the Rabbi asked Ashi to come and start Mehevla. He was in pain, he was mitzar from the hevel from this dirt. So what they used to do was you pour water over it, you do your sponge, and then it wouldn't be you wouldn't have dust flying around the house. So you never heard of this brisa that says someone wants to do sponge on Shabbos, so you can't do it. You can't pour water on your ground on your dirt floor because if you're busy with the floor, you might end up. Fixing your gumais, there's another hetter. Maybe a reva bring a bucket of water. Varaychitz panav bezavazu, wash your hands in this corner, and then move along. Yadav bezavazu, you wash your hands in the next corner. Raglav bezavazu, it sounds like a whole harama here. Venimtza habayis misrabitz meilav, it comes out that you ended up doing sponge, putting water all over your floors just by washing your hands, doing ma'amachroinim, you know, the whole the whole day. You're busy washing your hands, and that's a way to do it. Sounds like some type of harama, but again, the whole thing is exerid. Like about it anyways, that I might see a guma and I might end up filling it up. So since the whole thing's exera, if you're not even doing it directly, you're washing your hands, that would be fine. So Amalei, so Ravina said, Lava date, no, I never heard of it. And there's machoikis yushayinim, Lava date meaning, I never heard of it and it's wrong. Or Lava date, oh, thank you for telling me, I, I just never, I was not aware of this heter. Tana, we learned in a brisa in a similar way. Isha chachama, a woman who's a wife of a tamar chacham, as Rashi explains, mirabetzes beisa. She could be mirabetzes beisa that b'shabes. She could actually have you know the sponge on Shabbos by doing the same thing, washing her hands in one corner, moving moving around, washing hands again. Since we have this concept that a tamar chacham is allowed to do things b'harama because he understands 
you know, where to draw the line, that this is motor and this is usher. So a woman who's a wife of a Tamachacham could do this as well. And however, nowadays, we pass in Karabi Shimon, we pass in like Rav Shimon that Davrish in Mishavin is motor. So then even if a person was watering his floor directly, there would be no problem. So Shari even when a person is watering his ground, he's doing sponja, he has no intention of fixing the holes, fixing the dirt in his ground, and therefore, it's mutter lechatchila to uh, do your sponja on your floor on Shabbos. Now, up the next Mishnah. So we're going into a whole different uh, discussion here. So a person who has a otzitz nakav, a otzitz is a flower pot. Now in Chazal, Mishnah, you, you come across the two different types of flower pots. A otzitz nakav, which means it has a hole in it, and it's perforated. And then you have something called the otzitz she'enenakov, something that's totally potted. There's no holes in it. So now this comes up in Hilchah Shemitah. It comes up in Hilchah uh, Gitin, actually. It comes up all over the place. But let's see the application regarding Shabbos. So atolish me'otzitz nakov. Someone has a flower pot in their house and there's holes in it. And he comes and he cracks off a flower. Okay, he forgot to buy flowers for Shabbos. He pulls out a flower. Chayev. Halacha is your chayev. That's called toilish. That's called, uh, you know, removing something, koitzer, on Shabbos. And what do you mean? It's not attached to the ground? So according to this Tana, the Tana Kama, since there's holes in the flower pot, somehow it's getting nutrients from the ground. It's situated on top. We're going to go with the science of the Mishnah. And... That is called mechubra lakarka. However, shein and akuv, if it's totally potted, there's no holes in it. Potter, your potter, because it's not called mechubra lakarka. For Rabbi Shimon, poiter bezel bezel. Sounds like Rabbi Shimon holds. There's no difference. We never consider atzitz nakuv to be considered attached to the ground. Okay, so the Gemara is going to explain. Ramile Abaya la Rava. So, so Abaya asked the following question to Rava. Ramilan, some said it was Rabbi Chia Barav the Rav. The Rabbi Chia Barav asked Rav. Now, we're in the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Poiter, Bezeu, Bezeu. Shimon says, nah, there's no difference between Atzitz Nakov, Atzitz Shein Nakov, Alma. It sounds like Nakov, the Rabbi Shimon, Shein Nakov, Mishabile. The Rabbi Shimon holds that a potted, that a, a, a plant that has holes. In the uh, in the outsets in its in its uh, flower pot, according to Rabbi Shimon, that's as if there's no holes in it and it's totally separate from the ground all the time. However, that's not true. Don't tell me it's all the time. Urimenu, we have a stira. It says in a brisa, Rabbi Shimon, Aimer ain't be of the shein of The only difference we do have between a Atzitz Nakov and Atzitz Shein Nakov is only when Lahachshir on Sabi Hamadays El Lahachshir Zra and Belvad. What does that mean? That means we know. We had this several times already. That in order for something to become uh, tame, it first has to be mukhshir lakabotama. It first has to have gotten wet, and then once it's wet, now it could be makabotama. We had old perak in brachas talking about your towel and your bread and your kiddush cup, all the different things regarding mukhshir lakabotama. When something's still attached to the ground, all the rain could fall on it. That's still not called mukhshir lakabotama because it, it rains all the time. When you detach it, when you harvest. Uh, your your wheat from the ground or your apple and then it gets wet and someone tummy touches it that's when you have tumba okay so the question is something that's attached something that's in a flower pot is that considered attached to the ground legabe this thing if someone would get it wet and then someone tummy touches it does he make this tummy or do we say they know that it's still attached to the ground by the fact that it has a hole in the flower pot so what's the question? We're going to explain this, Bryce, in a moment. But the question is, you see, he does differentiate between uh, 
the the atzitz nakov, the one that has a hole in it, versus the atzitz sheina nakov. So Amalei Rava tells Abaya, or Rachia told Rav, the whole mili Rav Shimon Ketalish Meshadle. It's true for every single halacha. According to Rav Shimon, it's the same thing that everything is considered Ketalish, that it's no longer attached to the ground, except for one halacha. The halacha regarding uh, when it comes to Tumah, is different. There's a special Gezeira Sakasav, that Torah Ribisa Tahara Itzel's Ram. The Torah said that plants have an, have an extra Tumah. What does that mean? Shinema, Kol Zera, Zerua, Asher, Yizareya. So you have a bunch of words here telling me Zera, Asher, Asher, Yizareya. So Abshimon sees in the extra word Asher Yizareya that it comes to include even an Otzitz Nakov that's not really in the ground, but it's on top of the ground, that has a hole in it, that is still considered attached to the ground. But for everything else in Shas, according to Abshimon, there's no difference. If it's not in the ground, whether it has a hole in it, no hole in it, it is called detached from the ground. So when it comes to Shabbos, if someone would pull out a rose from their from their flower pot that's not in the ground, according to Rabbi Shimon, there would not be an Isser Daraisa. It doesn't make a difference if there's holes in it, no holes in it, no difference. Bo Saba So Hu Saba asked the following Shiloh from Rabzera. Shirish Kenegan Nekev Mali Omar Rabbi Shimon. What would Rabbi Shimon hold? Rabbi Shimon said, I don't care if there's a hole in it, no hole in it. If it's in a pot, it's a potted plant, it is not considered attached to the ground. Maybe Rabbi Shimon only said his din when there's just a standard little hole. But what if the hole is right where the roots are? So you could, you could visualize that the roots are exposed to the air, and perhaps they're getting some nutrients from the ground underneath it. So maybe Rabbi Shimon would agree that that is considered attached to the ground for Hilcha Shabbos. So that's what he asked Rabbi Zera. So Ishtik, Rabbi Zera was quiet. He didn't respond. So one time he found him, he was sitting and he was saying the following halacha. Rab Shimon holds Shem Nikev Bechdei Taharasai that if it's such a big hole that it would be metaharit, meaning when it comes to uh, when it comes to klicheras, when you have an earthenware pot, when it becomes tamei, the only way it become it, it, it could become tar is if it, it's cracked. The pasuk says in Parsha Sav Yishaver it should be broken. So if it says Yishaver it's broken, then it then it goes from tumala tahara. So that size hole or crack in a pot that makes a klicheras tar. So Rav Shimon agrees that that would be in the flower pot. That is no longer considered a flower pot, and it would be considered attached to the ground because there's no keli separating it. That's a flower pot. There's a hole in it. There's a, a serious hole that would be metarid if it was klicheras. So Rav Shimon agrees. So Amalei, so so this Oisei Zakein, this elderly person who originally asked Rav Zera regarding the roots being exposed, and Rav Zera didn't respond, and now Rav Zera has a pshat. He says, "Hold on a second, Amalei Hashda." When, when I asked you my question, Shirish Kenegin Nekev Boiminach Vlei Amart Vlei Midi, I asked you Vlei Amart Vlei Midi. I asked you regarding a hole that exposes the the roots, and you weren't sure what the answer was. So Nikav So how are you so certain about this one? You should also be misupik that I don't know. It should be the same thing that you don't know regarding this hole if it would be considered uh, attached to the ground according to Rab Shimon. So Amr Abaya the Itmar Lahad Rab Zera Hachihud Itmar Umoide Rab Shimon. Shem Nikev, Lamata Mervius. Well, the point was like this that 
Now, Shimon definitely agrees if the hole is lower than a revius level of, of the Kali. So here we go, we got our water bottle. So let's say the revius line is right here. Let's assume it's three ounces. We'll do the math a different time. All right, what if there's a hole underneath this? So that means the, the bottle or the Kali cannot hold a revius. Now this comes up in Hilchus Natila Sadayim. It comes up in Hilchus McVeis. So if the Kali cannot hold three ounces of revius, that's not called a Kali. So if the hole is underneath the Mendoza line, the revius line, it's, it's underneath that line, so then, even Rabbi Shimon would agree that that's not called a keli, and in order for you to consider it detached from the ground, it has to be in a keli. But if that keli cannot even hold the revius, even Rabbi Shimon would agree that that would be considered attached to the ground. So that's our final conclusion regarding atzitz she she that it depends where the hole is. According to the Tanakama, it's always considered attached to the ground. According to Rabbi Shimon, it depends. If it's we have one version of Rebbe Zera that that's considered uh, attached to the ground. It's such a big hole. And we have a bias saying everyone agrees that Rabbi Shimon would hold that the, the Nekev, if the hole is lower than the three-ounce line, that would not be called a keli, and the flower pot would be considered attached to the ground. Now, once we mention this discussion of klicheres, so Rava comes along and tells me there are five different sizes of holes in a klicheres that come up lehalacha. So let's see. The first one is nikev kemoitzi mashke. Let's say it's the hole is big enough that it can leak water. So it's not a very big hole. All it could do is leak water. So then tahar militame gistera. So let's say this uh, this piece of, uh, this bottle was considered a gistera. Gistera means a, a broken kli, a broken keli, that you could still use it for something. That's called a gistera in Hilchus Tumah Tahara. So it's not exactly your, you know, your original pot. Imagine you have a, a cracked salad bowl. So that would be some type of gistera. So okay, you use it as a salad bowl. If you don't have guests, you'll use it, you know, bishas al-chak. But it's not a full keli. You wouldn't buy it, but it's called a gistera. So if there's a, a big enough hole that it can leak water, it's going to leak salad dressing, you're not using this anymore. So therefore, if that was tame, that crack that leaks water would make it no longer tame. So tar tame gistera. However, just because it has this small hole that it leaks water, doesn't mean it's totally puzzle. Va'adayin klihu l'kadesh boy mechadas. The Torah says, in uh, Parshas Chukas, Fenosan alav mayim chayim al keli, that you need a keli for the mechatos, for the paraduma, the ashes. So you, could, you have to use a keli. This keli, even though there's a crack in it that leaks water, if the crack is just the size or lower of, of moitzi mashka, it could still be used for the mechatos. Okay, that's one size hole. Let's go to the next size. Nikkev kekoines mashke. It's such a big hole that not only does it leak water, water could come in. And the Rishonim explained that the Gemara here assumes that that's a bigger hole in order to get water to actually go into this cup. So then, tar melakavish by mechatus, it can no longer be used for venasinal of mayim chayim el keli. It's not called a keli anymore regarding that. But still, va'adayin kliul ha'achshir by zram. Let's say you had flowers or plants growing in this and and a, it's like a flower pot and you had just a small enough hole water could come in that is still called um that is no longer called attached to the ground and therefore it uh it would make it be there's a funny way of saying it but it's still considered a keli 
to make the zroam in it, the things that are planting in it, mukhshur lakabotuma, because it's a separation. So it's not, meaning we're going down level by level. So it's still a keli for some things. Next, next level, nike kisharish katan. Let's say it has a big enough hole that is kisharish katan, a root could come out, a small root could fit in this hole. So then, it can no longer be now as a zara because it's attached to the ground. Since the hole is so big that a root could come out, this is actually the, the Shiloh that they asked Reb Zera, but seemingly if there's enough that a root could come out, so then it's it is no longer able to be makabotoma because it's attached to the ground. However, so because it's not a keli, it's not being separated by a keli. However, it's still a keli vadain kliu lakabotoma. Let's say a person would use it to store his olives. So then that would be considered a keli. I Meaning you could have like a fruit basket which has holes in it, but it could hold olives. So it would still be a keli for that. What if it's the holes are too big? Nikiv kemoiti zesim. I can no longer hold olives. You put an olive in it, it's going to go right through. So tar melakabobizasim, it's no longer considered a tar keli lakabobizasim. That was its use. And now it cracked. It would be a tar keli. However, it still could be a keli of a dying kliu lakabobizasim. It's still a keli in order to hold pomegranates. So pomegranates are much bigger. You can have a big fruit basket uh, or, or a fruit bowl that holds, you know, large fruit. So if the person wants to use it or its use is for reminim, so even if it has a big hole, the size of a zayas, it will still be a keli lekabel by rimonim. Comes the gemara, the fifth hole uh, size, nikev kemaiti rimonim. If it's so big that even a pomegranate would fall straight through it, tar This is no longer a keli, no matter what it's designed to be done. This is not called a keli. It's cracked. It's no longer a keli, and it will be tar if it was tame previously. However, vim hukov summit puzzle. However, let's say it was surrounded by uh, a sealed cover surrounding this klicheres. So then, and it's in an oil maze. So we say when it comes to the the tumas uh, klicheres does not get tummy unless the 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 tuma goes in the airspace of the keli. That's the special rule of klicheres. So if it's summit puzzle, there's a seal on it. So how is the how is it go how is it going to enter the airspace of this keli? It has to be that most of the keli is broken. None of this pomegranate size, kazaya size. In this case, it has to be most of roiv of the keli has to be open, as the Pasik says in Parshas Hukas, Kli Pasua. It has to be open. So how do you have something open? Either it's open on top without summit puzzle, without a without a you know your saram wrap on top of it. However, if it's summit puzzle, if it's sealed, how are you gonna have this keli becoming tummy? Well there's a crack in it. How big does the crack have to be? Achipaches Ruba. It has to be roy of the keli has to be cracked in order to to get Tumas mace. So I want to finish till the end of the, the parak. We have we have enough time. Amar Asi, Shamati Klicharis Shiura Kimoitzi Rimon. I heard that a Klicharis, the shear is Kimoitzi Rimon, that what makes it no longer tame is when a pomegranate could fall right through it. That's the crack. Amale Rava, Shemalo Shamata. Ella of Maybe you only heard the shear when we're dealing with a seal on top and we're trying to figure out if it uh, becomes tame in an oil. Maybe that's when you heard the size of a mighty remind. 
So the Gemara says, hold on. We just had this. That mukav tzimut pasul achi paches ruba. If it's sealed, you have your wrap on top of it. The only time tuma could go enter into the airspace of the klicharis, as the pasuk says, the whole klipa suach has to be rive. So not the size of a rimon. So the Gemara says, like kasha, not a kasha. Ha beravve. Once talking about a large keli, v'ha bezutre. Once talking about a small keli. And if machlekes Rashi tosses, which one is which? Either it means the easy way to learn this is the Ravve, the, the, the bigger one, that has to be rive, and the smaller one, that has to be the size of a pomegranate. Then someone the other way. That a small one, you're never gonna have the size, this is how Tyson's lunch, you're never gonna have the size of a pomegranate hole in a small Kaylee. It could be smaller than a pomegranate. So what would the, the hole be in that case? That would be rive, as opposed to the other case being the size of a pomegranate. Okay, so I'm a Rav Asi. Rabasi said like this. Shoinin, we learned in a brisa. Now on Sadivav, Shoinin learned in a brisa. Klicheres shiura bekonis mashkem. That the first hole that we discussed was when water, liquid, could enter into the, could enter into it. Okay. V'loy amru moitzi mashka. And even though we, you know, we we originally said there's a different size of moitzi mashka of the smaller hole than that, that water would leave. That was not really part of the Klicharis discussion. Why not? What do you mean? Our Brysa said the first size is Maitimashka, that there's a hole in it that water will leak. So that's only because Ella Indian Gista Rabobad. That was because we were talking about the broken salad bowl. And there, even the smallest hole that would leak water makes it no longer a Klicharis. However, let's say you had a good pot, a small hole like that would still keep it as a as a keli, it will still be tar. My timer. What's the difference between your broken salad bowl versus your, you know, brand new bowl? My timer. So when you have a broken bowl that now has a hole in it, so you have to save the contents. So you're busy going to be, you know, busy saving the contents, and you're going to to be able to save this product. We don't say that when it comes to a broken thing. When you have a broken thing already in existence, you're going to throw it in the garbage. You're not going to be busy saving the gistera. Now, the point is that a gistera is, you know, it's on its way out. Imagine you have a washing cup and, you know, the handle's chipped. It's already halfway gone. By the time, the next hole, the next, you know, the, ca- the, the straw that broke the camel's back, the next hole that comes, we're already done with this. Kaylee, forget about it, right? So... When it comes to a keli and you just have a little hole in it, okay, we'll save it, we'll salvage the food, we'll save this keli, we'll patch it back up. But if I have a broken keli, even the smallest hole is going to ruin it. So Amar Ula, Ula said, Pligi Batre Amaroi Marava. We have the Amachoikis between the two Amaram in Marava in Eretz Yisrael, which regarding the din of Hechshazram, of when a flower pot has a hole in it, are the flowers, are the fruits considered attached to the ground regarding if it got wet, would it be makabotoma or not? So we have machlekes in the Amiram, in Eretz Yisrael. So one said that the shear, the size of the hole, to make it no longer a keli, to block the seeds from being considered attached to the ground is whether it's talking about a root, the size of a small root, that will be considered attached, or no, that even if you have the size of a small root, but unless it has the size of a remote, it's considered a keli to separate it from the ground. Now, how do you remember that there's a machlekes like this? So, 
it brings you the Mishnah in Menachos, which talks about bringing carbonos. Echad hamarbe veechad hamamet. So you remember one holds a lot, one holds a little bit. Not sure how this sim. You know, this is a great simon to remember. But either way, there are different shiurim when it comes to uh, the size of the hole regarding the flower pot. One more Gemara. Amr Rav Chinna Bar Kahana Shmid Rav Elazar. Rav Chinna Bar Kahana said the name Rav Elazar. Kli Charas. Let's you have a Kli Charas, your regular China. Shiurai. So let's say it became Tame. So now it broke and there's a hole in it. When it will it now be tar? Shiurai Kemoiti Zaysim. A hole big enough that olives could fall through it. Umar Kashishavri, he would end off, he would conclude and put in the, his last statement. And in at once it has a, a hole the size of a Kezayis. Now this China is Kikli Gololim. It's like a Kalim of Gololim. Of, fur, of uh, manure, kleavanim, of stones, kleadama, kalim of the ground, which is she'ain mekablin tumah. These are not mekablin tumah. Let me divrei tayra, v'loy me divrei seifim. They're not mekablin tumah. They're considered garbage. Ola inyan samid puzzle. However, when it comes to samid puzzle, when it's totally sealed, so the pasuk said it has. To, the pasuk said it has to be. Uh, what was the pasuk? The pasuk said it has to be open. Paseach, so has it open? Achipachis rubai. It has to be the roiv of the keli is open, so that's when it will become tame when it's in the aisle. But as far as the actual keli being tame itself, uh, that it was tame, now it will become tar as long as it has the hole the size of a kezayis. Okay, hajnulacham matznia. So tomorrow, Metashem, we will start the perek hazoyrik. Hazoyrik is one of the uh, very lamdisha perek, going taking us back to yeshiva days, all the halachas of haitzah. So uh, looking forward, Metashem.